Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Oh, listen to that. Wow. Yeah, I I found that uh, applause on a sound effects record. Yeah, that was a good sound effect. Yeah. Uh, We are doing what we have not done before on our podcast. We are doing essentially a live broadcast on a location other than my house or backyard. Or Uh, a bar. Sorry about the feedback. Uh, is, that, is that a problem we're going to have? Can you hear me still? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, we're at Third Place Commons, which is in Lake Forest Park uh, at the uh, a strip mall there. I, I know people in strip malls don't like them called strip malls. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Because it makes it sound like uh, they're, you know, it's Rick's on Lake City or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, there's a Ross Dress for Less here. I was just there. <laughs> Too expensive for my taste, so I left. But there's a, this is a beautiful bookstore, Third Place Books, and then they have this commons area, which these people, I would estimate, what would you guess? I'm not good at numbers. It looks about 10,000. 10, 10,000, I was yeah. going to say. Something like that. Yeah, right? thank you. I mean, doesn't that sound like 10,000? Yeah. It sounds like 50, but it is 10,000. Well, so I guess either you stumbled in here by accident or you, uh, you know why you're here. Maybe you are aficionado of our podcast that you would already outnumber the people we think actually do listen to the podcast. So that can't be why you're here. Uh, but we also used to do, Lisa and I were part of a couple of radio shows, three of them actually, now that I think about it. Yes. Uh, on a station that is no longer with us. Two stations that are no longer with us now that I think about and that. we're no longer with them. Uh, yeah, that's the real point. Uh, <laughs> they, were, they said, we're, we're going to go in a different dire- direction. And then we said, well, what direction is that? And they we'll said, go. what difference does it make? You're not going with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, it was the former King AM 1090. So we started back uh, working in 1992. 92. Why are you looking at me like well, that? Well, we weren't working in 92. We, didn't, we only worked one day. Now, we were together a lot of the time, and they, they, the microphones were open, but I would, you know, we oh, weren't I really working. Yeah. I was just goofing so I was, I was your traffic person on King 1090. How is traffic today, by the way? I, well, it's backed up on Lake City Way right now, both yeah, directions, heading towards, towards this place, obviously. And then, then we did an experiment called The Buzz. It was an FM station. Uh, that is also gone from the airwaves now. 
it's got a different name, same dial position. And then Como Radio was our last stop together. Yes. And in some ways, I like that stop off the best. I, I did, too. I like the yeah. people there, but um, the they, they, too, came to their senses at one point and said, please leave. <laughs> I always tell people... Always, I said, they were always polite when they asked us to yeah. leave. You're right. And you, you hear stories about discarded radio people that they asked actually escort out of the building. They do not want to take their eyes off of them. But in my, our case, especially Como, I knew for almost three months that I was going to take a powder, and I just kept the secret. Uh, even from I, me. Even from you. I just thought, well... Yeah. Why well, make her drink any more than she already yeah. does? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But it made it terribly uncomfortable. I remember one uh, during Seafair's Torchlight Parade... The, uh, the, the people in the promotion department were saying, hey, we, got it. we, got it. we want you guys to be in the parade, and you'll go on the Como float, and you'll be waving to people. And I'm thinking, I'm not doing that. You guys are going to 86 us in a few weeks here or so. So she thought I was being a jerk when I just said, no, I, we, we, can't, we don't want to be in the parade. Well, why? <laughs> I, I just, you'll find out. But, <laughs> so... Uh, it's just one of the pit, it's one of the things that happens in, in the radio business. We got over it. Um, I didn't get over it. Well, I didn't Are you re- really over it? No. Well, Aren't you just a little bit teeny mad still? Nah. Sometimes when I'm alone, <laughs> I go into my shirt starts popping out and I get this kind of green hue. Yeah. And uh, but for the most part, uh, we're over it. We're really over it. Yes. But it was it was really fun, and I think. Um, it's hard to be objective about it, but I think the, the fun of the show was this woman right here. It really is. But I mean, if, if you're lucky enough in, in any kind of, uh, to have any kind of chemistry like that, you really look forward to coming into work every day. And we, while we would prepare a bit, we would basically deal with the news of the day and react to that in a real way. But my favorite times were when we, when you something happened to you at the grocery stores, something uh, somebody said something to you, um, somebody cut you off in traffic. Right, or I came in with a bandaid on my nose yes, or something. Th- something like that, and then it, and it would go on for an hour. <laughs> uh, we'll have a special guest here in a little while, who was um, essentially the producer and a big part of it. But um, we would find that we would kick off our show about six in the morning. And it would be nearly seven, and he would gently remind us, we got to take a break. We, we got commercials to play, and we wouldn't get to them for an hour sometimes, which is absolutely forbidden in radio. <laughs> they sell people commercials and tell them, your commercial's going to run at this time. This is what you're paying for. And, we would, and it was my fault. I just couldn't shut up. And, and when a story was going... I didn't want to interrupt the story yeah. for a four-minute commercial break. And so we just keep sliding it down. And then we'd play like about, oh, I don't know, 60 minutes of commercials in a row <laughs> to make up for it. So yeah, That's when we'd go to lunch. Yeah, exactly. Back. So great fun. And so a couple of years ago, maybe three, I think two, um, a, a fellow named Dave Tavers, uh, I think it began with an email to me. And he said, you guys, why don't you do a podcast? 
I said, what is that exactly? <laughs> Being the tech I, genius that you are. I don't get out that much. But my, my thing was, you know, when you're at a radio station, you have engineers. They, they can fix stuff for you. They set up the system. All you have to do, if you're a so-called talent, is just show up, learn to how to open and close your microphone, and that's about all you have to do. But a podcast sounded really daunting to me. How am I going to figure this out technically? Dave said, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll set everything up. I, 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 you just let me do it. And he did. And that's why we have our podcast and that's why we're doing this right now live. Dave Tavers is that yeah, fellow Dave, right over there. Up. Get this. He lives now in Southern California, but he carved time out to come up here just to do this. Because he knew we would screw it up. Yeah. Really nice. Thanks, Dave. This is Pat Cashman with an amendment about what I just said about the genesis of the podcast. Okay, here's the story. I was reminded of it after we recorded this podcast that it was actually Lisa who came up with the idea for the podcast. Dave Tavers entered the picture later to help us actually pull it off. But it was Lisa's idea. This has been an amendment and an apology from the idiot that works with Lisa Foster. Thank you. So, uh... I guess we'll do some catching up. Uh, what you, you, after we didn't work together, you went to work at a couple other radio stations, right? Yeah, I went off to um, uh, Mix 92.5. You went off to KJR. Yeah, I was there about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Longer than, than, than the song Layla, actually, I think I was there, which I had to play all the time. Uh, and, uh, and then I just, you know, and then I did, I did a really brief stint. It was, it was two hours, once a week, at KRKO yes. in Everett. Powerhouse station up in Everett. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they, what they, were your ratings on that, on that station? Uh, they, they actually do not even show up. In the, they don't even have a hash mark. So, and and uh, they are now an all-sports station. So we have four all-sports stations in this market. Somebody's got to go. Yeah, Probably exactly. two somebodies have got to go. Uh, so... Anyway, with this podcast, we thought, okay, Dave said, you can do it, and I'll show you how, and we, so we started to do it, and um, we would, uh, you know, we'd just have conversations. We had a little bit of a roadmap sometimes, but usually not, right? No, nope, usually not. It's easier when you just sit down, and usually, you look really good, by the way. I'm not used to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank when, you. When we show up to do the podcast, This is from Ross Dress for Less. We're like... <laughs> We're looking pretty grim, so it's nice to see you yeah. got duded up today. Yeah, that is the nice thing about radio. You can look like a complete wreck in the morning, yeah. which I did. And, I, we, and we, it, people thought it was a bit that I, when I was shaving on the air and using the nose hair trimmer, but I really was. Did it wasn't a bit. Did you bring it today? No, I did. It's in my car. I did can go you, get okay, it. Okay, if you want to do some I grooming. got the new one you gave me. Yeah, the, the one, one the that finger? looks like a finger. Yeah. He was so happy when I gave him that because his delighted. old one broke. Just delighted. So again, to set the scene here, we're at Third Place Commons in Lake Forest Park. We are recording this live. It will not, uh, you know, it won't wind up live. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll cut it up and I'll add some music later and things like that. But uh, I'm frankly blown away at how many people are here. Did you expect this? Not, not 10,000, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> And it's a quality 10,000, too. 
which is what I didn't expect. So we want to say some thank yous, and then we'll get on to whatever we get on to. I know some people have filled out some of these little question cards. Yeah, we have some uh, question comments and questions. Um, and also, they, if they you, don't have to be questions; they can be remarks. Yeah, they can be remarks. Can be, and, and in what's particular, that thing on your we're going to do a little bit on the how'd you get that scar. So, if there's an interesting way that you have a scar that you can uh, share with us, fill this out, and we've got a basket up front. Uh, or Maureen, if you can hold up your hand, you can hand them to her, and we will actually take some of those comments and questions in the second half here. I don't even know when the second half's coming, but we'll 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 do it that way. Yeah. Okay. We have, we'll have a special guest or two, especially meaningful to people who maybe listen to the old radio shows. These are people that you would be familiar with that really haven't been a part of our podcast so far, but uh, it's long over long overdue. So let's do some thank yous here. And and first of all, third place Commons, let us come in here. Of, and I'm, why, I don't know. And didn't even want any money from us. Not even a deposit, which I think was unwise. But regardless, I did leave a deposit. It's right back there <laughs> behind the curtain. They'll be surprised. Uh, so thanks to them. And, and Constance Perenweet. Perigny, is that yeah, right? Yeah, Perigny and uh, Samantha Bosch, who's help, who helped us with all the equipment set up and Thanks, all of that. So thank you very much. We appreciate and the, your help. You're going to wear yourself out because we got a lot of thank yous here. Uh, Maureen Salashur is the Maureen you, you just heard mention of. Yes, and she has helped us a lot on our PR uh, social media and really kind of just keeping us in line. So thanks, Maureen. Ryan Chaplinski. Is he here? I don't know. Ryan, are you here? No? He uh, helped us create the flyers and graphics. Again, we couldn't have done any of that, so thanks to Ryan. And then, of course, thanks cool. to Dave Tavers. Yeah. We appreciate that. And believe it or not, we have sort of in-kind sponsors, and we'll be giving away some thanks to folks today, so you won't be going home empty-handed. I uh, want to thank uh, Third Place Commons, obviously, Third Place Books, Lake Forest Park Farmer's Market, which is going on today, right? Does that go on back here? It's downstairs, downstairs so uh, okay. make sure you head down there. Um, just do it, trust me. Get yourself some leaks down there. Uh, Shoreline Lake Forest Park Arts Council, two trading tigers. And they're over there in that corner outside. A photographer who's really good named Gary Hamburg. And uh, a guy that I know a little bit, he's a area violinist and he just he hooks up his violin he's got a track that he plays with it and he's fantastic his name is jeffrey castle uh he gave us uh, a compilation of uh some of his cds we're going to give away to people today we'll we'll play a little of his music but he's really great uh, i got to know him first doing one of those taco time commercials that i used to do you, yeah. you used to do taco time commercials yeah yeah can you still do it well, I could, but they said <laughs> okay. we were just talking to the people at Como, and uh, we decided we're going to do something else with Taco Time now. <laughs> See you later. Man, that's a familiar story. Yes, it is. I want to thank Brian Tate, uh, who we've known a long time. He, he did, donated a couple of books here. They're called Two Voices and Growing Up Boeing Books, and we'll give those away today as well. Uh, you want to read the, give, the giveaway list there? or How, how do you want to do this? I mean, you know, you've you worked really, harder on this than really I have. We haven't really figured out how we're going to give this away. As you can see, I have a whole roll of tickets sitting right up here. Anybody have one of these tickets? 
Didn't think so. Well, yeah, we'll you, hand those yeah, you out. You need to get a we'll, bunch of these. We'll start drawing those uh, midway through through uh, the taping. I noticed there's a guy leaving with his two kids right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you for lasting as long as you did, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay. That hurts so, a um, bit. Let, let me just back up for a little bit here. Uh, my wife uh, starts puttering around the kitchen this morning, and she's. I said, man, you know what I'd really go for? Some waffles this morning. Yeah, it sounds so good. It does sound good. Yeah, they're good. So uh, she's down there in the kitchen. I'm doing some stuff, getting, getting some of this stuff together. And I can hear from way down in the kitchen, I hear, ah! So I got running down there. She does that a lot. Yeah. She, she screams from far off corners of the house. Yeah. And I go down there, and she looks like she's in a horror movie. The, the look on her face. She's opened up the pancake flour and it's riddled with uh, those bull weevil, those weevil oh. things. Yeah. So then she moves on to other containers that have flour, any kind of the, all the all the dry cereal. It's all got the weevils in it. <laughs> You've been overrun by weevils. Yes. Whoa. And, and even containers that are closed, which suggests to me that they were in that product when we bought it. And then you closed them in there, and then they had little baby weevils. And, uh, and you didn't get your waffles, or did you? No, but we realized we'd been eating that stuff for quite a while. <laughs> and so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to placate my wife and saying, you know what? It's, people around the world yes. in other countries, they eat bugs. They, they the choose time. to eat bugs. You're eating bugs, and you don't even know it half the time. She, and she still said, I don't care. I'm going to throw up. I said... <laughs> No. So I got online, I looked it up, and then they have all these things you're supposed to do. To, if you eat a bull weevil? To eradicate weevils oh, or get oh, rid of them. Okay, you, rid can, of them. you can stick all your flour in there and, and sift them out of there. You could do that. Uh, because you're trying to get not just the weevils, but the little baby weevils, the eggs, and the exoskeletons that are in there. And so when you're eating uh, like a pancake and it's really crunchy, and you know <laughs> that you didn't put macadamia nuts in there... Then you probably have weevils in there as well. So she's gone, she's gone through the whole kitchen now, and I had to leave her in that state. But uh, it, it, the online site I, said, uh, I found said, don't worry about it. Don't panic. <laughs> Which don't of panic. You did. If you eat them, so you go ahead and eat them. There's just protein. You're fine. They probably don't even have a taste, do they? No, they don't have a taste. They probably taste like chicken. But chicken waffles are good. I have not, not found any chicken in the flour so far. Good. So you didn't have any breakfast? No. And if I did, it wouldn't have stuck around very long, I don't think. <laughs> but why can't we get by this idea that there are things that, uh, yeah. that other people in the world eat? You ever yeah. seen the show Bizarre Foods? Yeah. And yeah. In, you're right. Insects are big everywhere but here. I love that Bizarre Foods guy, Andrew something or other. He'll he try and he'll try it. Anything. He doesn't mean he likes everything, but he's he's got whatever it takes to eat anything, no matter how horrible it looks or tastes or whatever. He'll he'll try it once. Did he? Didn't he eat a tarantula once? Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, Somebody he ate, just he ate the drumsticks. Sorry I think, about that. But. That just horrifies me. But I'll bet I'll tell you what. If I had nothing else, if I didn't have any, you know, corn chips or or blueberries or I would have, and all I had was a tarantula. You'd go for that? I'd have to. Hmm. What else are you going to do? 
Well, you, you know. I would, I would eat the, gra- I'd eat grass first. I'd, I'd go for grass, mm. dirt. I would eat dirt next. There's some other things I'd probably eat before I got to the tarantula. There's a comedian that, a comedian that once said the, the thing uh, about rice is that it's really good oh, if you want to eat a thousand of something. <laughs> And it's kind of like that with bugs, too, because right. you, you got to get so many of them. Right. That, uh, not, it's not, just, a, not some of them. There's some big bugs out there. Yeah. So. You know, we have two chickens at our house, and, and so to get the chickens to come into their chicken coop. I know. We, I've seen this stuff. It's, we call it chicken crack. And it, they're these little mealyworms. They're all these dried mealyworms. You shake the mealyworm bottle, and they just drop whatever they're doing. They including, drop whatever they're including doing. Including an egg. Because chickens, are in, they might be reading or something like that. But then they say, ooh, ooh, Meet chicken crack. And they just take, they take off or they try to fly. Uh, they're so excited. They yeah, it. they just love it. So that's how we get them in at night. Uh, but I don't think, uh, is, there, is there a kind of a chicken mealyworm crack for you if somebody rattled something or said the word that you'd come running no matter what? I don't know. Um, I would have to say if they shook a vodka bottle. How hard or would like they have the to shake it? Or like the martini shaker. That, that yeah, would, you'd I would, come running I for would that. drop everything and an egg to get to that. Is there a food item? Uh, I don't know. What's I, your go-to food? Like, what do you mean? They're going to put you, certain, they're going to execute you tomorrow. You get one last meal. It's going to be a steak. Steak? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a steak, right? My friends who've had my steak, yeah. How many fans of steak here? Yeah. How many vegetarians do we have here? Well, there's one. There's two. There's two vegetarians. I think Woody Allen said, I'm not a vegetarian, but I eat animals that are. Something like that. What is your go-to food? I don't really know... I know, I know you don't like baby carrots very much. No. No. I just, I can't eat baby things. I, I, I avoid veal and Well, that I know. Sort of thing. I feel horribly guilty. If Lamb and, and baby corns. <laughs> and carrots fall into that category, too. I, I, I'm kind of a simpleton. I mean, I would go for the most basic, if it was my last meal, I'd probably go for just an outstanding hamburger. Yeah, beef, yeah. beef meat, some or, sort of meat. Or uh, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. That, that, really? That's, that's on deck. Yeah. And then in the hole would be meatloaf again. So I guess it's all meat. <laughs> all meat. I, I told you I was a simpleton. It's meat and a guy's got to eat. Do you want to uh, read some questions or what do you got there? Um, oh. This is, uh, we put together, we were sort of doing some research, uh, Dave Tavers and I, yesterday on a peculiar podcast yeah, call by it the research numbers. and it sounds really important. Go yeah, ahead. You're right. We were, we were researching. Uh, so this is peculiar podcast by the numbers. You haven't seen this, have you? Yeah, I've seen it. You, do you want to read it? Are those real or did you make them up? No, these are, oh, they're real, especially that one's real. Who would have the time to do that? We did a lot of work on this. What but were, why? What were, <laughs> just because we thought it would be fun to see. Okay, we'll go ahead. Um, all right, so the first number is 2.5, and that is the number of years the podcast has been going. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. Wow. Are you writing this down? Uh, one, 
That is the number of live events that the podcast has done. And, and that's not even really true when, you know, the, when this is finally heard. Well, it's live right now. It's like our show, right. almost live. Yeah. Exactly. 94 number of episodes of Peculiar Podcasts that have aired. That's a lot. A lot of, uh, I thought you were giving my age away. 95, the number of Bloody Marys consumed during taping those episodes. Those are always good. Those really are Bloody Marys. They she, really are. She orders them up from my wife, who dutifully brings them up. And so I would beg the question, what time of day do they do these podcasts? <laughs> does, does it matter? It Bloody be, Marys are... It can be mid to late morning, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that when you're supposed to drink a Bloody Mary? Thank you. I, I'm I hearing a little judging going on over there. Well, I and saw a guy raising his fist back there a moment ago and said he was a vegetarian. So, <laughs> yeah, there's potatoes or vodka and, and tomatoes. So, yeah, okay, that's consistent. Celery. All right, uh, uh, 52, number of emails that we have received. Um, I Ever? Think, yeah. Really? Yeah, not very... 52? Oh, 152. Oh, that's still... That sounds a little better. I got to put my glasses on here. And we've read about 12. And, and, uh, and good half of those emails have to do with enlarging a part of your body, so... <laughs> When you take that out of there, it's not as impressive. 22 are a number of times that Elliot, Sadie, and Daisy, the dogs, have interrupted the podcast by barking. Now, I heard somebody talk to me earlier, and they said that they like that, that quality of the podcast, where the you, can hear, you can hear airplanes and trains and dogs panting and, and ice rattling in a glass and all this, that stuff, <laughs> chainsaws... Uh, <laughs> Car crashes, you know, all of this stuff. It's because we leave the windows open in there, and yeah, so a lot, a lot going on. So I took that as positive affirmation, which sounds redundant, and so we're going to keep doing that. Eighteen, the number of times Pat has forgotten the phone number for a peculiar podcast. I couldn't tell you what it is right now. Anybody know what it is? Maybe that's why we don't get phone calls. It's 425-522-BURP. B-U-R-P? Yes, how can you not remember that? That's why I chose that number. So, How what, many numbers what, do you really remember anyway? What number? Now in this day of... Can you hear that baby crying? Look, I'll put, up, I'll, put up with the, I'll put up with the trains and, uh, you know, the planes crashing and all that, but that's just got to go. Should we get him up here? Have you ever, uh, have you ever been around a three-year-old? Have I ever been around a three-year-old? Yes. Yes, I there don't is, like it very there much. There is nobody thirstier than a three-year-old <laughs> at bedtime. Yeah. That's a truism. Yeah. Why is that? I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. <laughs> and you, so you throw a slug of milk in them or something like that, and then? I gotta go to the bathroom now. And then they do that, and then, I'm thirsty again. You're such a loving grandfather. <laughs> well, I, see, I rose, ro raised my kids perfectly. And if they ever started doing stuff like that, we put them out in the car. Those people might hear we you. We drove the car down a couple of miles, and I walked home. Then in the morning, I went back to the car, and just about every time, the kids were still in the car. I like the way you parent. 
All right, on to Peculiar Podcast by the numbers. Zero number of awards Peculiar Podcast has garnered. Yes, thank you very much. That we know of. We... 31, the number of Reign of Terror hits reported to Peculiar Podcast. So we want to thank you guys for that. Do we have the map? Did we get the map up for that, Dave? So we actually have a map of the United States that we will actually put a pin on if you send us a picture that you have uh, taken of the Reign of Terror. And uh, give us the location, too, because sometimes people will send us pictures and they'll just say they did it, but we don't know where. So we want to make sure we get that put on uh, the Reign of Terror. And we map. probably don't have to explain that to most of the people in the room, but just in case somebody doesn't know, when we refer to the Reign of Terror, it's just a, a dumb thing. It's not dumb at all. That it, it, Is it? In, See? It's simply this... It's not dumb to the soldiers. Well, that's right. They take it, it seriously. Well, I, I, I do too, but I'm just saying that I think if this is a war, I believe <laughs> we ha- have, are winning it, if not already it's over with, because you cannot find this product in the stores. It's really hard. Uh, you found, Jeff found it in uh, California. Yeah. He had to leave the state to find the product. So we're talking about the, the mixes, many of them filled with weevils, by the way, uh, a pineapple upside-down cake. And our, our admonition is when you go into a store and you see the product on the shelf, turn the boxes, indeed, upside-down. The way they were meant to be. The way it's supposed to be displayed. And for whatever reason, it drives store managers crazy and that's the reason to do it that's right you need to stick it because you're man. rubbing the nose of the man in in the in the dirt so we, we had a listener who discovered frozen pineapple upside down cake in the frozen section and i think this went way above and beyond the call of duty and she turned them all over in the frozen food case so nice job yeah so there's the map we're, uh, it's a little naked in the center. You guys need to get on a plane and start. Uh, maybe they don't carry it there. Well, there's not a lot of people living there either. That's true. And uh, they're, they're corn-fed over there. They don't eat stuff like that. That's right. All right, well, let me get through the rest of this here. 716, the number of times Pat has not let Lisa finish her story. Anything you want to say about that? No, I, I, I think that figure might be a little low, but <laughs> go ahead. Forty-two, the number of times Lisa has rolled her eyes at Pat. Forty-two, the number of times Pat has rolled his eyes at Lisa. It's really odd. That was exactly the same. Hmm. Okay. Three, the number of times Chris Cashman has been on the podcast. Couldn't join us today, but yeah, Chris Cashman. Two, the number of times Bob Nelson has done an interview with us on the podcast. That was a delight to have. Three, the number of naked celebrities who've done the podcast. I don't remember who they were. Oh, well, you had, I don't remember we, their faces, that's for Senator sure. Senator Patty Murray. That's right. Uh, and I see, I think we had former Governor Mike Lowry came on. <laughs> And, and this was uh, this was this theater of the mind thing where you supposedly have somebody come into the studio live, and they're they're told you can't do not say a word, just come in and remove all your clothes, and we look at you for a moment, and then you can put them back on, and so and so it's all just theater of the mind stuff, and I'm working with cloth, and I'm 
doing zippers up and down and Velcro, and then it gets really quiet in the studio, and then we'll say something like, gee, Senator, you should have that looked at. (laughs) Then they put their clothes back on and they leave. (laughs) It's just great. I love it. I love it. All right, 10 times, 10. The number of times Pat has said, oh, I know. What is the origin of that? I don't know. You, I don't remember. D- didn't you have an aunt or a grandmother or I somebody who right. used to yeah, say yeah, that to yeah. you? Yeah, she, she would. You could never tell her anything that she didn't already know. He says, hey, look, uh, the, the, the Seahawks are playing Denver next week. Oh, I know. <laughs> Finally, you just give up. <laughs> I just love that. You're a very annoying woman. <laughs> oh, I know. What? Seven, number of times Lisa has declared that she hates nature. I actually think that's a much higher number. Yeah. It's got to be, yeah. Yeah. That would be one podcast where you'd say that seven times. Yeah, I know, I know. Six, the number of dirty joke challenges. Yeah. Is that on on the podcast, really? Yeah, we've had, we've done, not all of them went well. No. The best one, and I, do we have this, Dave? The best one, can we play it? Do you think it's the, it's the um, I didn't get a chance to tell you. It's the, the bear joke we did on. Oh, yeah. Can, do you think we can play it here? Can you? So, tell, can they, uh, can, they up, can hear it? Yes, okay, this, this happened on here. Como. Uh, Lisa, you'll hear Lisa. Bill Swartz uh, was the sports guy there. And Gary Hoffman the was the newsman. And I think that's, yeah. that's everybody that is in this. And so the idea of the Dirty Joke Challenge is that my, I would say to people, send me the filthiest joke you, you have. It can, just as blue as the sky. And I'll tell the joke a, a, in such a way that it'll still be funny, hopefully, but will uh, sk- the- skip by FCC scrutiny. So it's a difficult challenge. You uh, did really good. I don't know, I don't know how yeah. you managed to do and it. I think it's still a funny joke. Mainly it's funny because you guys are laughing at it. Okay, can you play the Later? Yeah. Uh, thanks for letting me set it up. <laughs> well, you know we'll never remember to get back to it. You Just tell me when it might be ready, okay? All right. Finally, uh, 572, which is the number of Facebook likes for Peculiar Podcast. <clears throat> and 23, the number of people who actually like the podcast. So there you go. That is Peculiar Podcast by the Numbers. We think we're we're uh, we're kind of uh, growing, sort of like a, a you know a mold or something like that, and uh, and it's been be- word of mouth for the most part, and um, the great support of people that used to listen to us on the radio, uh, and uh, and Maureen is helping us a lot with our social media aspects now, so some people have been filling out uh, these little questionnaires and. And I, I, you know, we should ostensibly go through them to, uh, yeah. to you know, vet them. But I'm just going to read them willy-nilly. That's the way we used to take phone calls on the air, too. We, we sort of had a call screener. Yeah. But most of the time he was asleep. But so the if, calls would just go right through to the board and we would just put them on the air. If the call screener said, told me, this guy's kind of, a, this guy's kind of wacky. I don't think you should take his call. I said, that's <laughs> the call we would take. Yeah. One time, I, um, one time I remember uh, the uh, Grammy Awards had happened the night before. And so I thought, and I came in, in the next morning, and I don't know if you were there or not. Uh, this was at Como, and 
I told the calls, uh, the uh, producer, I said, hey, why don't you get, there's a guy that writes music. He's written a number of books about Nirvana and Bruce Springsteen. His name is Charlie Cross, Charles Cross. Maybe some of you have heard of him. He's a local guy. I said, let's get him on the air so we can get his reaction to the Grammy Awards last night. He said, okay. So he goes to work, and within a few minutes, I see there's on this, you have this little screen in front of you. It says, Charlie Cross, waiting, line three. So I go, okay. So we have uh, one of the uh, foremost experts of uh, the modern music scene with us. The Grammys were just last night. Let's, uh, let's get his take on some of the particulars. Would you welcome, please, Charles Cross? Good morning, Charlie. Yeah, good morning, man. What's up? It's clearly not the Charlie Cross. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a black dude. Older guy. He said, yeah, what's up, man? He said, well, uh, uh, well uh, d- did you see the Grammys last? I just decided to go with it. Did you see the Grammys last night? What did that? <laughs> My Grammy died years ago. No, no I mean, it's, it's an awards thing for music. What did you think of it? And, and he hadn't seen it, he didn't know any references until I happened to mention Aretha Franklin. And then he said, oh man, I love her. She's great. And I kept him on for like 18 minutes. <laughs> I wasn't there that day, but that's and brilliant. So that's kind of what we would do on the show. If, we, couldn't, we never felt like anything went wrong because the, the, everything would go wrong. And it somehow made it things better when it did. Let's read some of these questions. You got it? Now, don't, don't, yeah, do don't be really teasing me it? now. Okay, here's the bear joke we referred to. Uh, and this is the way the show would go, too. We'd just go take shortcuts and go through alleyways and stuff like that. So here is an example of the Dirty Joke Challenge, this one called the bear joke. This is... And since I am on the way out, I, 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 I thought I... Uh, you know, I've always had this little challenge that I've offered to listeners... That they can send me a joke, any joke, no matter how filthy the joke, and I can, I can dress it up and still tell it on the air. Mm-hmm. I don't believe there's any dirty joke that cannot be told on the radio that will, that will still be okay for people of all ages, young and old, to hear and, 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 and still pass muster with the Federal Communications Commission. Sometimes it takes a little work, but it and and the key is if you have to clean it up so much that it's no longer a joke, or it's not funny anymore, then then you then that's that's cheating. So I've, it's still got to be a joke, but you've got to clean it up in such a way mm-hmm. that it can be told in polite company, which we assume all company is polite. So here's my attempt today. Should I wait on this? Nah. This this yeah. one takes a little Bring work. Bring it on. This one takes a little work, okay? <clears throat> Frank was excited about his new rifle, and he decided to try bear hunting. He spotted a small brown bear, and he shot it. And then there was a tap on his shoulder, and he turned around to see a big black bear. And the black bear said, that was my cousin. And you've got two choices. Either I maul you to death. Think I'm or? How to say this part? Either I maul you to death, yes, or you let me make love to you. Well, after considering briefly, 
Frank decided to accede to the latter alternative. <laughs> so even though Which he... was what again? Hmm? What was it again? What was the You heard what it was. <laughs> so even though Frank felt kind of messed up for a couple of weeks after that, <laughs> he recovered. He got mauled? Already? No, no, no. He, oh, and so okay. he, he recovered and he vowed yes. revenge. So he headed out on another trip where he found that black bear and he shot that black bear. Oh, no. And then there was another tap on his shoulder. And this time it was a huge grizzly bear standing next to him. Yes. And the grizzly bear said, That was a big mistake, Frank. That was my cousin. You've got two choices. Either I maul you to death, or Frank says, I know, I know what the other thing is. And I'll go for that. So, again, Frank thought it was better to cooperate, and he survived. But this time, it would take several months before Frank finally recovered. I'll bet. <laughs> so, outraged. I mean, he was mad now. He yeah. headed back out to the woods, and he tracked down that grizzly, and he shot it. Dead. And he felt sweet revenge. But then, there was a tap on his shoulder. <laughs> and he turned around to find a giant polar bear standing there. And the polar bear looked at him very sadly and said, Why don't you just admit it, Frank? You don't come here for the hunting, do you? <laughs> That's how it works, the Dirty Joke Challenge. <laughs> and we still would like those if you want to send them to us at yeah. comments at Peculiar Podcast. But right now, I've been looking at him since he got here, and, and um, I have such affection for him. When I started on King Radio, I, uh, I didn't... I was... It, I'd done radio, music radio, and small stations, but when I got hired to, to be on a talk station, I, I was in a panic. I wanted the job, but I thought, what am I going to do? I, how, I, what can I even think to talk about for three or four hours? I, you, and you would reasonably think that. And then once you actually are thrown into it, it, it gets easier and easier. But it was greatly eased by the fellow that was... Uh, I, he really was as much the producer of the show as anything, but he was, uh, he was the guy that ran the board. He was, and, and, he is, and his facility for coming up with music instantaneously just blew my mind. I, he he has, just has a mind that can do that. And he never would do it the obvious way. I remember one time, I love this story, we had a woman who had had a, a baby in Renton, but it's one of those stories where she didn't know she was pregnant. I don't know how you would not know you were pregnant, but she didn't. Baby's born, we get an interviewer with her on the air. And then usually when we would wrap up an interview, Dustin would play a song. Now you or I would think, she's having my baby or something kind of obvious yeah. like that, if you even know what that song was. Not Dustin, he plays this obscure song that most everybody had never heard of before because it was from the 1950s and it was called if i'd have known you were coming i'd have baked a cake <laughs> all right that's Welcome a certain kind here. of genius Come dustin hornby is here, here we go. come on up buddy
Welcome, sir. Uh, I'm gonna I'll give you a mic. You can just hold it. If it gets tough, we'll put, a, put it on a stand. That's fine, Pat. And congratulations on your 100th, what is it, 100th podcast, 100th anniversary? Somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations, yeah. both of you. Thank well, you. well you, are, you know you can sit down. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Yeah. Take a load oh. off. What a wonderful audience is here today. We're, you know, I'm used to doing it in the studio, and that was That's a right. long time ago. Yeah, we would occasionally do remote broadcasts at bowling alleys and places like that, but this is sort of reminiscent of that, in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. So I'll, I want to ask you what you're up to now in a second here, but the way this worked, this was before we had these nice little nifty MP3s for the most part that, and these systems where, that you'd use on a computer and you could play music that way. So we were playing these things off CDs, and Dustin had this huge collection of CDs and one of those big filing cabinets in the room. Right. Uh, four drawers all filled with CDs, and none of them alphabetical for the most part. Yeah. He just knew where they Dustin, were. put your microphone up, buddy. We can't hear when you're saying yes and no to Pat. Okay. Have you ever done this before? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how were they organized? What was the method to that? By color. By color. Uh, no, I, I knew the uh, CDs that were in there. There was about, well, about 400, 500 CDs. Yeah, and a lot of a them lot. were compilations. Right. And you could just tell the CD from the uh, color of the CD, and I'd know where I had placed them. So I knew exactly where they were, but it's just knowing your collection. So if, I, if Lisa said something, or I said something, or a guest said something, Dustin's mind would say, I got a song that would fit that. And he'd get it and play it so fast. I, it was astonishing, especially to people who came in to the show that it, you know, had heard it, but they didn't. They had never thought about how does that music happen. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, well, it uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, for those that hadn't heard it, it was we were together for about well, we were yeah, ninety four to ninety nine, yeah. and then that's when the show went off the air on the Buzz, one hundred point seven FM back then. And uh, for those four or five years, every morning, we, we did our show. Now, I have, can your, uh, uh, is it Dave? Can it's he Dave play Towers. back uh, uh, something that we did, like uh, the Hornby workout? Can you do that, Dave? I've got it on CD, Dave. Oh, yeah, you have it. Yep. Yeah, sure okay, do. bring it on over to him. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Dustin, I will want you to think about... Uh, what you're doing now, can you give us, uh, you, you, we parted company when Lisa and I went to Como, you didn't come along, even though we tried to get you to, uh, yeah. and so working with you informed me about how to play music on the air, and so I had a big filing cabinet full of CDs behind uh -huh. me, uh. and I'd play them, but not as efficiently as you, obviously, but, but I wouldn't have never thought of it thought I could do it until I got to watch you work. So what have you been doing since our radio show ended? Well, uh, what happened is I had been offered a position uh, right after the show to carry on with Cairo. I was not only doing the show in the morning with you at the time, I was supervising the board operators on the radio stations. And at that time, they needed a website, and I became like a content manager, plus I supervised, and they gave me a title, they gave me more money, that kind of thing. So I had a choice to make, either uh, do other things and uh, get away from it or take that, which I did, and it was for about nine years, uh, up to 2008, that I did that. 
And then uh, I kind let, of... Be- let, me, let me interrupt yeah. you for just a second yeah. here. Did, at any point, did you feel like, gee, Pat just got fired and Lisa got fired. Yeah. I think I'll keep working for the same people that fired my friends. <laughs> well, isn't that funny? Because it came around in 2008. Same thing kind of happened to me. I became like a bureaucratic stooge. And, and, that was, and all of a sudden, I lost that. my job, too. Yeah, you sidestepped you really that question answer very well. Pat's well question yeah, very but, well, but, Dustin. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> and the thing is, Pat, we've been in contact ever since and all that. And that was one of those decisions that I don't, my heart was with you guys no matter yeah. what and always will be. You well, know no, I know, I know. And anybody that knows the show knows that as well. Um, so you mentioned the Hornby workout. Do you continue to work out? He, if people yeah. who listen to the show, he would, the Hornby workout took, what, 30 seconds? A minute? Or Actually, less. it was a couple of minutes. Uh, this particular one that I brought in, it's just to give the people here that have never heard it. But it's not like you idea. would work out every day. You could, you could work out once a week, once a month. How often do you work out now? Oh, it's about once every two years, Pat. <laughs> and yet, look at the shape you're in. Yeah. It's a secret. No, my upper body musculature has still, is still in the prime Fantastic. of its... Fantastic. I don't, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, give me hand for that. I, I mean, still that, have is, that. that is incredible. <laughs> All right, Dave, and you think you can play? Secret. This is the secret to it. Okay, this is... Advancing the feet alternately mm-hmm. so that there is always one foot on the ground. All right. In, in bipedal locomotion. That's true. Or two or more feet on the ground uh-huh. in quadrupedal locomotion. Uh-huh. Is that the full definition, or you want me to keep going? No, that's fine. That's the one that we need, because as you right. see, I have brought in a treadmill this morning. Yeah, I noticed for that. And we are going to do some walking, and Fifi is going to tell us the different stages of walking. First of all, what's the first thing we have to do, Fifi? Number one, stretch before and after walking. Which we've already taken stretch. care of. Yeah, we sure have been stretching, haven't we? Care of. Yeah. So we're going to walk, and what's the next thing to do on the treadmill here, Fifi? Number two, start slowly at a comfortable pace. At a comfortable pace. Comfortable just, pace. Just like this, Pat. Walk uh, all right. on the treadmill. Walk. In, in place. Number three, Pete, what do we do next? Number three, maintain good posture. Maintaining posture. good posture. Good you posture. Can see, Pat, yeah. Up on the upper area of the shoulders. Your posture is perfect. What's next, Pete? Number four. Number four. Don't forget to swing your arms. See, Pat, oh, swinging. Oh, yeah. Isn't it fun? This is fun, yeah. Okay. It is fun. Okay, what's next, Pete? Number five. Heel first. Yeah. Rock and swing the foot forward. Okay, heel first. Oh, yeah. Rock and then this swing the foot forward. Trouble brewing this morning. Alex Valgus, it's the <laughs> lateral deviation of the great toe. Oh, with the man. prominence of the first <laughs> metaphological joint. Oh, man. In other words, I hate toe. it when that happens. Doggone a stub toe, folks. <laughs> oh. I hope this didn't happen to you at home. Never, never exercise near hard metal objects. I guess that'd be the thing. You all right? Here, let me.
sounded like I was drinking pretty heavily during that show, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and we did that every Monday. Every Monday we had a different work, and I got hurt, and I, you know, you got you to gotta forget about doing the workout. It, didn't it always end with the catastrophe? Always. Always. Yeah. always. So you never saw it coming, did you? No. You just have a short memory or what? Well, I guess, Pat. Yeah. yeah. What was uh, your assistant's name? Fifi Bonsai. Oh, yeah, that's right. And played by Lisa. I should remember that, but I probably... But we did, we did a lot of different skits like that, and I have to give credit to one of our producers, Nate Jones, who wrote up a lot of one. We had yeah. This, uh, Horn Beyond Romance, and uh, we had the Time Machine. Remember the Time Machine, Pat? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. You, you would work pretty hard on these bits, and, yeah. and you'd kind of give me a brief idea of what you were going to do, and I'd just... Okay, go, go ahead and do we'd it. go back into time, and I'd have already be, be friends with the people that I went back into time to see. There was Mahatma Gandhi, and I went and saw Orville and Wilbur Wright to try to help them fly and all that kind you, of you stuff. You never went back to just ordinary people to visit no, them. No, never did. Yeah, because there were, were more of them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way that there's an old show called Time Tunnel. Yes. Those guys would always go vault, but they'd always land in the Elizabethan court or Christopher Columbus's boat or something. Never just on the street with a guy named Larry. And do you remember yeah. the couch potato contest? No. I remember, Does anyone? Yeah. Do, remember anybody that? Anybody remember the couch potato? Anybody yeah. remember the couch potato? Wow. Yeah. Where I played an excerpt from a movie for a prize. And um, I brought in one little excerpt. I thought we could give him a pineapple upside down cake, Pat. Okay, well, why don't you give him, hand him that. And, uh, yeah, and so I'm but before, cut number three. But before you play that, oh, well, uh, well... It's just an excerpt from a film to see right. if they know what it is. All right, okay. Real fast. All right, real fast? Real fast. Okay. There's right and there's wrong. you got to do one or the other. You do the one and you're living. You do the other and you may be walking around, but you're dead as a beaver hat. Anybody got any well, ideas? I, I know it's John Wayne. Anybody want to shout out? What mo- they're supposed to get the movie, right? Supposed to get the movie. All right. Any ideas? Beaver Hat's a big clue in that. Shout that? it out. Alamo, he's correct. Yes. Way to go, sir. Give that man a prize. Give, I don't know what, we'll, but give him a, some we'll kind of We'll give you a pineapple upside down uh, cake mix, sir. Well, one of the things, Dustin, that uh, people to this day t- tell me all the time is that you performed a sort of international public service by bringing at least two nations together as you taught us the Canadian National Anthem, O Canada. Yes. You, Woo. I actually, I learned all the words to it because of Dustin. Yeah. I would never have known that, uh, th- that song if it weren't for you. That's right. You, sh- you know all the words. And, and then we have the bonus of having one of the greatest male voices, singing voices <laughs> of all time. It's incredible. The passion, though, the fervor. I mean, you would actually start sweating when, you would, when you'd swing into this O Canada. We had to clear the room. And I was near, near the corners of the studio with the microphone way away because I knew that I was watching the level from afar, and the louder I got, yes. it would have to be, you know. Not to so, mention the spittle that would sometimes yeah. fly from your lips. A lot of spittle. But I, I do have to admit, I... I have become an American citizen now, too, over the last time that we left the show. And I'm proud to say I have dual nationality. Canada so, recognizes. The United States will say, you're an American. Canada will say, you're both a Canadian and American. I'm both an, uh, 
yeah. an American and a Martian in my case. Yeah. yeah. So what happens to you now when you hear that song? Does this still stir you up? Oh, definitely. Really? Definitely. Dustin, uh, this is all prelude to see if you might entertain us with a stirring performance of O Canada, the national anthem. And, and feel free to stand up. And sure. Will you, you bring, bring the. Yeah, we're Some ready to go. Here? I think we're oh, ready to are? go, Dave, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you know the words, please sing along. Listen. Wait, wait, start it over there, Dave. I put Is there somebody here's, singing here's, in there? Here's what I did, uh, Dustin. I found a version of it, but it starts immediately. <laughs> so I so I, I put I in I thought I heard somebody singing in the I put in a little snare drum. Did you get my version of it? Yeah. Okay. Really? There, is there somebody singing on it? Shouldn't be. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's a snare. I put a snare drum at the beginning to give you time to hear when. It, so just right. practice it once. Oh, Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love. With glowing hearts we see thee rise, the true north strong and free. From far and wide, oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee. God bless our glorious and free. Thank you, Hornby. Thank you, everybody. My God. Oh, boy. That, that was just exquisite. Unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. Did you hurt yourself singing that? I did. Yeah, a little this, this, pull something. Something yeah. back there. Oh, man. That's, it's, just, it's so good to hear that again. But, you and, know, it brings back memories. I want to thank you guys again. I mean, uh, you, uh, you, c- c- congratulations on this. And, and, you know, one thing I do want to mention before I depart, and that is... These guys deserve for the leadership in radio to make decisions about having shows like this on a national level more than some of those syndicated crap that we're hearing nowadays. Wow. Dustin, have you been drinking? And I'll tell you, in the 90s, there was, we were fortunate enough to be living during that time period. I'm sounding like an old man now, which I am. <laughs> but we need new leadership in radio and I think it's coming around the corner. I'm optimistic. But nowadays, the people are not as creative as we did. And sometimes the business is taking over, and it shouldn't. And I'm telling you, it's been going on gradually for the last 10, 10, 15 years with the corporations in charge and businesses. But good luck to these guys. And is anybody brave enough and courageous out there that's in the radio business to speak up to the guys and say, we're doing these kind of shows whether you like it or not. So that's my, my point. Yes, wow. Justin Harvey. That is incredible. Um, I never heard you go into a diatribe quite like that before. That's, 
Uh, you're, you know, what, you're like a guy that you'd walk past at a, in a park. You'd be sitting on a bench just talking out loud like that to himself. So yeah. like, it happens, right. Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the Alzheimer's now. I know what you were saying, and I thank you for saying it. And Dustin Hornby, everybody, yes. our buddy. Thank you. Pat, I did bring you some CD of music, and uh, you can have that for future podcasts and all that. I got a list here that I'll get to you, too. All right. Thanks, Dustin. Thanks, Pat and Lisa. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for making the drive over here. That was cool. That was pretty cool. It was good to hear the uh, National Anthem of Canada again like that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I can think, I can remember the words to that better than our own anthem sometimes. Yes. Dustin Hornby, a gentleman and a scholar, and perhaps not even in that order. Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> All right, so we're, what do you got there? Yes. Another so, uh, round of applause. Gonna, yeah, we're going to go ahead and give, do some giveaways here. Did everybody get a ticket? Yeah, make sure everybody got one of these little raffle ticket things. <laughs> and if you didn't, come and get one and get two if you want. So we're going to give away some prizes. We want to thank our sponsors again. Uh, and then we will probably wrap up and take a very quick little break. Pat, do you have to go to the bathroom? Is that? No, I already did. Okay. <laughs> I just did, right? Okay. So we'll take a very, very quick break, and then we'll come back and do a second taping. Love you free to stick around so that we can give away some more prizes. Uh, Pat, you're going to want to talk to some people too, I suppose. So bring your ticket up if you hear your ticket number called, okay? <clears throat> Uh, Maureen, where are you? Okay. You can grab, uh, what do you guys want us to give away first? We've got, uh, we've got the perfect poly. Anybody interested in the perfect poly? Yeah? All right, let's give away the perfect poly. Pat? Does your perfect poly still work? I bought a brand new one for the giveaway here. Yeah, mine works great. It's annoying as hell, uh, but it can is that is that got a battery in it already? Or they have oh, to? Oh, yeah. We, we, I didn't think about that. We couldn't demo it, so you'll you'll have to wait. Ba- yeah, we'll have to run down to Rite Aid and get some batteries. Yeah. So, uh, but that's that's okay. I'm gonna take my mic so we can go out into the. All right. The, so the perfect poly prize uh, ticket number seven two. Zero zero three seven. They but they don't if, want it. And Somebody if it's you, want it. If it's you, just get really excited and scream and so. That would be great. Seven two zero zero three seven. Head and tail feathers move realistically. Sits on its perch or your finger. Charming parakeet sounds, and you don't have to feed it, because you know how expensive that parakeet feed can be. How about 720067? Yeah, come get your dumb prize. All right, great. Next item, we're going to give away. Just a second. We want to get a reaction. I mean, this is something that's got to be really exciting. Uh, What's your name? Heather. Heather, uh, here's Perfect Polly. I just... uh, what are your thoughts? There must be a bunch of things running through your mind right now. I'm so excited. This is just a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I, I, you know, there's a Rite Aid store right around the corner here. You go out and get yourself some batteries and enjoy. I, I'm just so looking forward to this. Oh, my gosh. 
Thank you so much. <laughs> Give it's, her a hand. Let, that's, she really wanted that. Yeah. I can't believe she could even get any words out. She seemed at first speechless. All right, let's give away. Uh, we've got two photographs from uh, artist Gary Hamburg. Uh, you can see his work at the uh, Kirkland, uh, Kirk, 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 uh, Kirkland Park Lane Gallery. Fantastic photographer. Uh, tell us which one this uh, piece is of. This is on the, uh, a morning view of the Aurora Bridge. That's the morning view of the Aurora Bridge. Fantastic. Isn't that nice? Already he did a nice job. And uh, we will give this away to number 720069. Yes. And he's genuinely excited. Good. It's Mike, everybody. Hi. This truly is great because I actually do need some more artwork on my apartment walls. And I do have a Seattle wall of mostly... Uh, old classic Seattle black and white photos. This will fit real nice. Good. Now, this giveaway, by the way, for everybody, this works like a white elephant. If the lady who won the perfect, if you if you want the perfect poly, you can trade her your photograph for the perfect poly. What, what are you going to do here, sir? Uh, I'm going to keep mine, definitely. Right. Don't worry, Miss Perfect Poly. You have more chances. Perfect Polly would look pretty good on your wall, too, you know. All right, let's give away one more here. We've got a collection of playful socks from the two trading tigers. You were eyeing these, weren't you, Pat? They're not just socks. They're playful socks. (laughs) (laughs) What size is that? I mean, yeah, we're going to give away all of them. I think they're women's size nine. Women's size nine. Wow. These have been used. (laughs) Freshly used. All right, so this is going to go to ticket 720042. Oh. Oh, good. All right. Well, it's, yeah, I'm, yeah. Glad, I'm glad it went. I'm glad it's to a, a lady because these, these are going to wouldn't look so good on Mike over there, for example. <laughs> but it doesn't mean you can't uh, hey, trade. Brian, playful socks. Enjoy. There's the, the card that goes with them. Thank you. You're not even wearing any socks right now, so have you ever had a sock on before? Um, yes, but... They, they come with instructions, see, right there. I will read the instructions. Thank you. Congratulations. All right, and we'll give one more giveaway. This is for the farmer's market you were talking about, Pat. This is actually a coupon certificate. Good E-I-E-I-O. For 10 bucks for the Lake Forest uh, Park Farmer's Market. Immediately redeemable since the market is open today from 10 to 3. So, Are you sitting down? This is worth $10. That's a lot of leaks. That's a lot of leaks, a lot of chard. Ticket number is seven two zero zero five zero. You could cut Yay. the tension in this room with a tension cutter. He's a winner. Congratulations. Um, your what's your name? Marion. Marion, thank you very much. Congratulations to you. All right, we've, uh, we'll do some more giveaways a little bit later. We've got a, uh, some gift cards from third place and you, books. And you've got, a, you've got uh, some product down here, too, in front. Well, that's sort of a surprise. We're going to give those away in a special way at the end. It's a surprise when they're on display? <laughs> well, it's a surprise. How, yeah, well, we, we are going to give them away, but All right. we will give them away later. Uh, and we'll I... also be giving away another photograph from Gary Hamburg. We'll be giving away those CDs you talked about from um, uh, Jeffrey Castle and we also have some compilation CDs of Peculiar Podcast. Uh, Dave Tavers actually burned 
all 94 episodes onto one CD, and we have a special way we're going to give those away, too. Do you guys like that, or is that dumb? You like it? Okay. I wasn't sure. We don't want to, like, push this on you or force you to listen. Can I bring one uh, more guest up here before we break? Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's a... Uh, the, the, the neat thing about uh, the people we meet uh, met on our radio show was that you realize that uh, people in this world are a Whitman sampler, and they're, they, uh, they're all coming from different places, and it makes the world a more interesting place because people are all different. And this particular fellow uh, really operates in his own universe, but is, was nice enough to share it with us from time to time uh, you, he's known by many names, but you would probably know him best if he would come on up here. He's known as the Surf Dude. Yes. Good job on getting that music ready there, Dave. Surf Dude. That was very, very kind of you to maybe, say those maybe, wonderful words. Maybe some people don't really uh, know that you are Surf Dude. They've, they've heard you on the radio, but they never saw you in person before. That's so true. this is him. This I have never, never seen him without shorts on. Well, that's a lie. You've gone to weddings <laughs> and formal events and always with shorts. I do have a tux. It does have shorts. Yeah. And it kind of looks a little ACDC, but so that, now, that could be me. It's hard so to say. So now tell us a little bit of background about you and how you became the Surf Dude. The surf dude was actually born out of a human dark spot. <laughs> I was going through some relationship problems, and surf dude came to my rescue as a schizophrenic, crazy dude. I used to surf when I was 11 or 12, but he actually saved my personality. And now I talk like him now because I'm dressed like him. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, uh, but, so, so, but you don't, do you still actively surf all the time? Is it, more of a, in, is it more of an attitude than it, it was an attitude up until 95 when I broke my right leg. I no longer can pop up on the, uh, the board. Hmm. Uh, and, how, did, uh, how did you break your right leg? It was a forklift and, accident. And why, the, and why the right one? It uh, just happened to be sticking out like this when it hit the wall and the forklift was between it. Rather Ooh. interesting little life story there, too. Yeah. So challenges come to Surf Dude, and Surf Dude gets me the other guy, the Gemini, through this. But now you talked a moment ago about the relationship problem. Uh, that resolved itself very nicely, didn't it? It did. It, it totally did. Uh, can you yes, tell me more about that, People please? can have trouble in their 13th year of marriage. And, uh, how, yeah, Lisa and we wants live to know how that. you did this. We, we lived through that. Um, when you're in a dark spot, sometimes you, you find that happy spot. And Surf Dude was my happy spot. And I called to this show... And Nate answered the phone. It was at the buzz. And I said, Angela's missing the cues on traffic. Can I do the report? And Nate goes, you want to give it a try? And I go, sure. And so the first thing I said, boom, let's go to surfer dude. And the first thing I said, there's no emergency in here. There's no ER. It's surf dude. End of story, Pat. So I was already chastising him early on. <laughs> what a story that was, too. It was fun. So anyway, Angela didn't come to the phone. I came to the phone. You had your first surf report, and at 7.20 every Friday, I called in from there on out and made it up as I went along, which scares you because you're not big on improv. <laughs> well, I'm a little worried because uh, you started going into to name geographical locations like Triple Nipple Beach. Triple Nipple Beach, the, the mark of Scalamonger. 
and uh, shoddy body beach where everybody has a chance to look good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, but you never quite crossed. The, I was just yeah. a little nervous. <laughs> I tried had my hand on to. the dump button. I didn't know for sure, but it was always funny and always, uh, it was always I contained got, within I, good taste. I, I did I, get you once with uh, uh, DSBS. I was the international leader of DSBS. And just be careful friends, here. Just be careful here. Friends, there's a lot of people out there that have dead semen buildup syndrome. Can you lend a hand? Anyone? All right. That was as dirty as I got with you. Yeah. I, now, I don't remember that. Yeah. You cracked it. And I'm glad that man left with his two yeah, children yeah. already. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually more associated with uh, the SC. Yes, I know he's looking at me. All right. All yeah, right. the Seattle coffee drinkers against teabag tyranny. Oh, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. That's what I've really been with now. Well, thank you for. I know you don't live near here, and so thanks for making the long drive up yeah. here today. Yeah, we surf 20 miles from Mount Rainier. Some people call him Michael, but Some you would know him as Surf, surf Dude. Surf Dude. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, man. Books, Lake Forest Park, Farmers Market, the Shoreline Lake Forest Park Arts Council, Two Trading Tigers, and Gary Hamburg, as well as Jeffrey Castle. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks for you, thanks to you guys coming out. We're doing a whole nother hour here. If you guys want to hang out, we're going to take a little break right now. Anything you want to say, Pat? No, that's great. I'm okay. just going to go All right, let's hit the out cue. Say hello. Let's wrap her up. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.